This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The belief that I am a separate individual that exists within creation is strong. The perception that I was born and I will die, but while I'm here, I'm going to do the best that I can. I want to succeed. I want to get as much for me and mine as I can. This is basically what happens lifetime after lifetime. We descend down into creation. We have our life. We go through ups, we go through downs. There's happiness, there's sadness. Everything is duality. These are two sides to every coin. We get something, we lose something, we love, we hate. There's never a sense of true happiness or true satisfaction. It's always just driving on and on and on. It's a grind. It's hard work, and eventually the soul starts to come out of this cycle. Lifetime after lifetime, the soul eventually realizes that it's never going to find lasting happiness in this outside world, in this illusion, in this maya. The soul then starts to cry out for something greater than itself. This is where the Supreme Being starts to descend down in the form of a guru or a teacher, Gareth. Valeria interviews Gareth Diagnum, the author of Waking Up from the Dream, An Extraordinary Journey of One Man's Spiritual Awakening. Gareth Diagnum was born in Dublin, Ireland in 1979. In this book, he shares his life experiences which led him to spirituality an awakening which directs him towards becoming a teacher able to transmit powerful transformative energies, including Shaktipat and the Supramental Force. This honest and enlightening autobiography touches on his life of nonconformity before awakening and his miraculous discovery of what lies behind the veil of illusion. It then goes on to document his inspiring journey to become an irreverent, humorous, and loving teacher for the students in his group, True Spiritual Awakening. A unique aspect of his teaching style is the way in which he sees himself as a friend, an equal, and a teammate to his students, rather than a guru. His mission is to empower others to reach the heights that he himself has reached. In the context of this story are many descriptions of epiphanies Gareth has had. His students have noted that when reading these, a transmission of energy can be felt. Therefore, reading this book can be a spiritual meditation practice in and of itself. The personality which Gareth retained after attaining the highest level of consciousness is down-to-earth, funny as hell, and above all, kind and genuine. This book is a gift to the world, although Gareth would be too humble to say that himself. A must-read for modern-day spiritual seekers. Meet Gareth at truespiritualawakening.eu. Here's the interview with Gareth Diagnum. E 
in your own words, who is Gareth Dagnum? So I am, uh, I suppose I've grown into a teacher over the last number of years. Um, I work with a number of people from all around the world, mainly online, but I do connect in person through my online retreats. And my form of teaching is mainly through the direct experience of spiritual transmission. And what that means is that we go beyond words and teachings and I am able to give the, the people or the students a direct experience of spirituality through, through transmission. And for those who do not understand the process of that, which you call transmission or how it works, what it feels like, I would love for you to describe that, if it is possible, using words. <laughs> okay, sure, absolutely. So, yeah. so basically what happens is when I connect with another person or a group of people, uh, my consciousness fuses with their consciousness. And I'm able then to transmit my state of being to them and give them a direct experience of what that state is like. Um, it goes beyond concepts and ideas and beliefs and teachings and because that's all in the mind space. And we go beyond that into that direct experience of, of oneness uh, and energy. And there's a, a, a very somatic, energetic sensation in the body that accompanies these transmissions. Yes, I have felt them many times before. The question, I guess, that comes to mind is this experience, this transmission of oneness, it's something that you go into yourself and then you merge that realm with the other person. So is that something that you have to work on in order to feel or it's with you all the time right here now at all times sure sure so i i guess i guess there are people who are ripe and look most people who find me and come to my online meetings they're serious spiritual seekers that they've you know they, they've done a lot of work in this lifetime and past lifetimes and they come and they're ready and and i love that sometimes i get people you know, who are just interested, they, they, they come across it and it takes them people a little bit longer to connect. Um, but generally after a couple of sessions or, you know, after they connect with my meditations on YouTube, they start to pick up the energy um, and connect. Yeah. Right. So meditation is part of this process. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so we would meditate together. Uh, and I would ask that they, they go into a meditative state. I can then uh, connect to their essence or their being, and I can transmit that state uh, just through my intent. I actually don't even have to be uh, with the person uh, in, in person. I can do it just by looking at a photograph. I can do it just by thinking about them. Uh, just having a conversation, the energy can start to, to flow. There's a video that, I mean, you have many of them, but there's one in particular that caught my attention too, is the Kundalini Awakening. Shaktipat, yeah. Yes, the fire edition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for some reason that I felt, yeah, the body really felt something. The mind was not really, no thoughts were there or anything, but 
is clear and calm, but the body, you would react to it. What is about fire? I mean, I have an idea, but I would love for the audience to sure. know oh, the meaning of that. <laughs> So, so the fire. So, so one of the things I can do with this energy, this this Shakti path, which is uh, basically what Shakti path does, is it, it awakens the Kundalini life force in in the other person. And on one of my intensives last year, um, I it was a, it was a, like a, an in person intensive, and usually the energy is so strong on them that I can't sleep. And I remember it was one of the, the, the evenings or the nights uh, I was laid there. I couldn't sleep. And I was just looking for, for something just to put on in the background to help me sleep. And I came across a fire, uh, just a video on YouTube. And I put it on. And I noticed that the, the flames and the noise, the flickering, uh, almost like it, it, it increased the Shakti. The Shakti is, the, is that energy, that life force. And it, it was almost like it was dancing in my body to the flickering flames. And I just had this aha moment that wouldn't that be a great idea? So one of the things that I do, I'm able to embed the Shakti into the, into the videos or into the music. So what I've done is I've combined that, that flickering flames and the, the, the sound of the fire with the Shakti and it, it's a really beautiful uh, experience if you listen to it. What feels like, let me see if I can describe, it's almost like falling apart without falling apart. <laughs> it's yeah. something's being dropped, it's being dismantled, it's being deconstructed in a very graceful way. Yeah, and I guess that the fire is also symbolic of, of burning away, uh, you know, the, 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 the mind and the conditioning and the thoughts. I have been a spiritual seeker for all my life. And then about seven years ago, everything stopped completely. No more searching. This was it. I realized that this was complete. This was wholeness already here now. There's nothing to look for. And then I thought that, okay, now I'll be peaceful and everything will be, you know, will flow and be perfect. <laughs> and then it didn't happen, of course. Life continues and then you have similar challenges. Perhaps it's just the way now that I respond to the events that changed. But I have seen, I have noticed that some things, some of the attachments I had, they're still here and they never really left but the difference is that um, something in me is able to see them, to watch. Yeah. It's almost like a, that observer that we know that's there. It's that light. Yeah. that. But it's still felt. Isn't that amazing, uh, Gareth? Because the emotions, they still arise. We can't escape the human. Um, so, yes, we are that ultimate reality. We are the observer. We are peace. We are stillness, uh, unbounded awareness. But yes. The, the paradox is that we're still in a body. We're still, we're still, you know, uh, here in this 3D reality with a life uh, that we, we, we have to live. And that human conditioning still carries on. Now, the, the human, uh, once we start to awaken, the human does become more refined. I mean, a lot of the, the reactions and stuff falls away. But there's still there still is basic human 
um, emotions that are still there, still very much active in our systems. And it's just years of conditioning, years and years. It's a long time. Um, one of the things I, the, the, the analogies I use is it's like, you know, if you, if you jump off your, your bicycle really quick, that, that bike is still going to continue, you know, <laughs> without true. you being on it for a while. Um, so it's kind of like that. The human, the human still, uh, is doing what it does. And a lot of it, uh, is to do with protecting the, the, the human. Uh, it's been a part of our mechanism is to protect ourselves. Uh, yeah. You actually say that too in your book, Waking Up from the Dream, an extraordinary journey of one man's spiritual awakening. In your book, you mentioned the word illusion. You're actually in your bio too. So this is the, yeah. the illusion that we are separate, but it's just conditionings. It's funny. I talked to somebody recently and I remember her saying something different about illusion. She said, illusion is really... It's really a tough one for most of us to, for the mind really, right, Gareth? Fundamentally sure. to understand like that this is a dream. We are not separate from we never die. We're not separate from anything. But the mind has a really hard time understanding the word, not even understanding, just absorbing the word illusion. It can't really. So I was wondering if we can use a different word Instead of it, what is a dream too? I notice a lot of people don't understand that. Even if I tell them, they, they don't understand. Illusion, dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in my awakening, uh, leading up to my spiritual awakening, I had experienced lucid dreams. And uh, that they were very, very useful to help me understand uh, this awakening process of you know, everybody's had a dream. Now, I don't think everybody's experienced lucid dreams, but a lucid dream is when you realize you're dreaming and you're, you're in a dream reality. Something triggers you to, to realize you're dreaming and then you, you're conscious in the dream. You can, you can look around, you can move. Um, so that's, uh, that's how th that mechanism of lucid dreaming really helped me to understand uh, awakening in this reality. It was sort of like something greater than me awoke through my physical form and realized that the, the character that was Garrett was this dream, this ongoing dream that continued day after day after day. And all of my, all of my story, all of my beliefs, all of, you know, my memories was was not real. It was, well, it, it, it's not that it wasn't real, but there was something greater, much greater than, than this bundle of, of, uh, conditioning and memories. And it's a lucid dream. That's, um, it's a fantastic experience. I have had some of them. It is a very good way, right? Of, um, instead of illusion and dream, the lucid dream. Well, we could also use the the metaphor of 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 a virtual reality because you know people people are everybody's you know computer savvy these days, and 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 people play video games and they understand the concept of a virtual reality. This is a virtual reality that we choose to incarnate into and and play the game. But the only the only difference is that we forget once we enter this virtual reality, we forget our true essence. And then all of a sudden we're veiled by Maya or the illusion and, and we forget our true, our true essence. Um, so, so awakening is almost like you're remembering that you've entered a, a virtual reality. 
It's like watching a movie and then carrying on with all the emotions. <laughs> Somebody dies yeah. in the movie and then you, you just cry here, but you know it's not real, but it's you can't help it, but still feel those feelings. Absolutely. You can get so caught up in that movie that you 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 almost feel like you're you're a part of it. And that's exactly what happens here. We get so caught up in, in the illusion and everything is so important that we are it. We are we are in it. We are lived and um it's not. It's not it's it's not completely true. I also have heard Which is interesting. I, I don't contemplate this idea or concept anymore. I used to. But I have come across some people, I still have some people around me who actually like the idea of coming back here. So I don't really understand where they're coming from. I mean, I do in a way. They have not realized yet the suffering that comes within this dream. But they actually said that they like the idea of keep coming back here that this is fun, to be here is fun. I would love to hear from you. Have you had contemplated the idea of reincarnating over and over again as a way of teaching others to go back home and find themselves again? Or this is something that you don't really, don't think about these things? Well, well um, it, it, I do speak about it in the book. There's, there's a chapter towards the end where I was shown my last three past incarnations the most recent ones and um they were very much very real uh they brought up an awful lot of emotion for me um so part of the awakening journey is to realize yourself as that as uh, you know as that greater reality right so it's like the soul has a journey of remembering itself through a, through a whole different variety of stages and then when it's completed its journey it re-enters back down into creation uh almost like a dynamic channel for them higher forces to enter enter creation and to be able to manifest change here on earth and and that's the goal so it's not like we want to uh, escape escape this reality or you know um uh, we want to be able to come back in and know how to play the game the the virtual reality and then to be able to help other people to remember themselves mm -hmm. in that 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 stage that sounds like a better vision or idea <laughs> although yeah isn't it? it sounds a little bit better I, i follow a lot of the teachings of advaita vedanta and sure. there is Ultimately, this is not happening even. That's when you really go deep into it, this is not even happening. And for some of us, it's a lucid dream, it's, it's a paradox, but ultimately is it never happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's again, it's, it's all uh, bubbling up out of the, the state of the Brahman. Um, you know, it was never there. Uh, it, it literally, it's manifesting right in front of your eyes. When you don't look, it's crumbling. And, and that is, that is truth. That is definitely truth. But again, in the same paradox, we are still here. Uh, the, the, the being part of us has so much to evolve. Yes, th that other part, the, the unmanifest, uh, awareness, there's no evolution in that. That is already whole, already complete, but the, our being, Uh, needs to work towards becoming love, uh, helping others uh, to realize that stage. Have you met any human beings who came here with this purpose and was born already awakened and led 
a life, an earthly life in such a way? So, so there are beings who do incarnate into this reality, knowing what they are before they, they enter this. And, and they are known as avatars. And some examples of them would be Ama, Mother Mira. Uh, so they, they actually consciously um, incarnate into this reality to help humanity. And they are here now in the physical yes. form and um, they look very much like all of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, that just it's just fantastic, isn't it? I have to yeah, absolutely. pause for a moment. <laughs> Thank you, Garrett. That's, um, it's so beautiful the way some human beings just wake up from the, the dream, within the dream, and, um, and become this and speak the way you do and do what you do. Uh, I have deep appreciation for that. So I want to thank you thank again. You. Thank you. Thank you. I know we have not talked about that yet, about your book, uh, Waking Up from the Dream. So you talk about your experience there, uh, finding spirituality. So yeah. we don't want to tell the whole story to everyone, but can you please describe or share some of those stories? How did you come to this, to this moment now, to be what you are today? Okay, so so the book um, basically stemmed from a series of YouTube videos I had been prompted to to make and re record over a number of years, um, and the very first one I made was called "Waking Up from the Dream," and that's the that's the title of the book, and it basically it, it was a it was an experience I had one morning, a spontaneous awakening while I was in the gym working out at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, I stopped for a moment and I pondered that all the music and the sounds and the weights clanking were not outside of me, but they were going. I was experiencing all these noises and, and visions within my consciousness, inside of my brain or inside of my head. And as soon as I had this realization, I felt uh, like Velcro ripping inside my mind. And then there was a rush of reality. Uh, and again, a, a part of uh, how I describe this is a lucid dream, uh, uh, something much greater than me that was outside of creation uh, immediately woke up and realized that it had forgotten itself. It had fallen asleep in my form, uh, be, be, become mesmerized by Maya, by disillusion, and had forgotten what it was. And this was the universe. This was God. Whatever you whatever you want to call it, whatever name feels comfortable, um, and I knew I knew that I I was I was in this body, I was outside of this of this uh, creation, and then I started to look around and I started to see that I was also what I was looking at. I was the wall, I was the sun coming through the window. I started to look at the other people and I started to realize that I was also in all of them other people, but still asleep. So it was that one being dreaming itself into multiple, multiple um, uh, individuals within this creation. And I was all of it. Uh, and I was what was, was um, um, veiling it as well. I was the illusion. I was creating the illusion uh, of my, to veil myself. Wow. And that changed everything, Valeria. Right. That changed. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, never the same after that experience. 
I noticed that for for most of us, when we have these, they call mystical experiences or awakening experiences, it's really a challenge to integrate because we wanted to to just stay with it. (laughs) Every moment of this experience, and then it doesn't really happen. So what does it take? How did you integrate? Is that serving the way to integrate this mystical experience, this awakening experience into this uh, lucid dream reality? Okay, so so that that particular awakening was what's known as God realization, and it's actually a really really high state uh, that's very rare. And what happened was my nervous system wasn't able to maintain that awakening, so I I was able to hold on to that experience for about five or ten minutes while I while I sat there on the bench in the gym, and it started to close down. after I'd left the gym, I, 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 I didn't hang around. I left. But what I was left in was a permanent state of self-realization. Uh, and if, you, if you're familiar with Advaita Vedanta, uh, th- that's like the, fr- the one of the stages of awakening, self-realization. So I was able to hold on to that level of awakening, but I wasn't able to maintain that state of God realization where God, where God realizes itself. You know, it, it wakes up to the reality of itself as, as God. Um, so it took, it took me six or seven years of, of work, uh, of having Kundalini then awaken, uh, to, to do a whole load of work, to work on traumas, human conditioning, um, and go through a series of uh, spiritual awakenings to get back to that level that I attained and, or experienced in that, in that first awakening. Um, so there's a, there's a journey. It's not just the, the perceptions that change. The whole body and the nervous system has to be rewired to be able to hold them states of consciousness or then new states of consciousness. That is so clear. Yeah. I love the way you, you describe that. I mean, you explained that how it works. It makes so much sense to me. So self-realization, you also called, uh, yeah, that's, I would love to talk a, a little bit more about that, the stages of awakening. For some reason, that caught my attention. So cosmic consciousness or self-realization, then God yes. consciousness, as you just described, and then unity consciousness. Is that the next one, uh, Garrett? Uh, so so there's there's uh, cosmic consciousness or self-realization. There's, um, there's uh, God consciousness, which is different to God realization. That's sort of, that, comes, that comes after self-realization. There's unity consciousness. Then there's what's known as Sahaja Samadhi. There's the state of the Brahman. And then there's a state called Parabrahman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's something in your book that caught my attention. You said the self has now woken up to itself, but it still exists within creation. It is still present at the center of this psychic being. The two of them have a direct connection to each other. The psychic being can then withdraw into the self at any stage. Yes. There's this back and forth. So now in your case, you can just exist in a way in um, two realities, although we know that they are not just two or we know it's just one, really. But then when it comes to this dance of creation, you can be anywhere at any time and just back and forth. You're home. You're you're, you're always home, Valeria. That's what it is. It's almost the analogy I use is like a tortoise. At any stage, it can withdraw its limbs back into its shell and be home. 
And, and that's that's what that means is that yes, you can be here in the world, you can interact, you can you can you can enjoy that creation, the 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 illusion. You can be part of it, you can play the game, and you also coexist as that uh, ultimate reality, your 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 pure essence, mm. the self. Yeah, and that's freedom, isn't it, Garrett? That we'll, we would call freedom. Yeah. Sure. Would you also use the word enlightenment? No, I, I, I don't like the word enlightenment. Uh, enlightenment sort of leads to this notion that there's an ending. And True. I, from yeah. my experience, there is no ending. I, I've, I'm constantly just finding uh, new ways of evolving, becoming love. Uh, there's mm. always room to grow for me. Ah, so there's no ending to this. Of course, no beginning, no ending, right? Yeah. Sure, sure. And I mean, yes, on on that state of of um, the self, that that is always whole and complete. So there is certain stages of of that realization where it doesn't really progress. You've realized that it's there. But as us, as that as that psychic being, we can always evolve more into love. Um, more organization, helping one another, uh, which is really important. That also resonates, true. So the psychic can always evolve yeah. into these manifestations of greatness. I mean, like exactly what you're doing, your, your, your podcast, your show, you're evolving, you're creating a platform for evolution, for growth, for love. So you're a player also. We're all part of this. You said many things, but you said something that really wanted to read here it's not that the ego dies you say it's that the ego it's now being in service of that psychic eye loses its power and when that eye dies it has no more job to do it is no longer in service of this psychic eye that is separate from everything else everything goes yeah. quiet everything is just happening yes You also lead a group that I would love for you to talk about is the True Spiritual Awakening Group. Yes, yes. So for the last three years, uh, I hold regular Zoom meditations. Uh, and we've quite a, quite a large group. It's grown into about 60 people uh, or more that, that regularly join me and meditate. We have a small little discussion, 15, 20 minutes where we talk, people ask questions, and then we meditate. And I give these transmissions. I give Shakti Path. Uh, there's, there's some other transmissions as well. There's the super mental force. And the group has just been growing and growing. And people, people come in, they get to experience that direct experience of the essence of what spirituality is uh, in this group. It's, and it's very somatic. It's very much felt. They get it. They get an experience, not just ideas and words. Right. Uh, and that's why it's so popular. It's very fascinating to just watch these movements, right, Garrett? These chains within the the psychic within the body and the, and also the intellect, which it's the one that for me was very interested in these conversations and reading about spirituality. Yeah. But now it's just lost interest in the experience itself. It's more of becoming something in a sense of discovery. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I 
invite you to come and join me uh, for a meditation, uh, join in one of the groups, and, and, and I would love to get your feedback. I would love to do that. And I think you sent me the Times Tuesdays, but I will do my best and I'll find a way <laughs> to participate in one. Friday. Tuesday and Friday, 9 p.m. UK time, UK time. So I think where are you, Florida? So you're like maybe five or six hours behind. Right, right. So, okay, I can make it happen. If something in here, it's really is to do this, it will find a way. <laughs> that, exactly. That's for I'll, sure. <laughs> I'll keep pestering you with reminders, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, okay. That means something then. It's supposed to happen <laughs> if exactly. you do that. There's something else that caught my attention reading your bio. You say um, you see yourself as a friend, as an equal a yes. teammate, not a guru. What is the difference, really, between a guru and this uh, warm grandmother, friend-like, <laughs> loving friend? <laughs> there you are. Yeah. So I I see myself as an equal. I don't I don't ever put myself above anyone or below anyone. I see us all as equals. I do feel I and and I'm not uh, guru bashing. Yeah, uh, right. But, you know, I mean, I I don't want to be associated as a guru. I don't want to be anybody's master or, you know, above anybody. I, I'm I'm an equal. I'm a human. I'm here with everybody else to enjoy this journey. And yes, yes, I have walked this path to a very, a very high state of realization. And I'm more than happy just to be your friend and to point you along that that path for yourself and to help you get there. Um, so yeah, so I don't want anything. I don't want followers. Um, yeah. That says a lot, Garrett. <laughs> There's a message there. I appreciate that too. So we are almost at the end and I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before that, would sure. you like to add anything else that you left unsaid or read a passage in your book? No, all uh, just that I've had a really nice conversation with you and I've really enjoyed it. And um, I'm very, very happy to be invited on your podcast. Thank you for your presence here today. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there is today, <laughs> in this moment now. Just experience this moment. That's all that's happening is this conversation. Everything else just disappears while we're while we're in this conversation. Isn't that amazing? Everything disappears, right? Everything disappears. This is it. And it feels really good. It feels home, really. It, it feels does, like, it yeah. does feel very good. It's like, uh, it's like two friends, uh, you know, talk, reconnecting and, and talking about the important things. So the ending questions, I'll ask you this one. If you were to describe love from that perspective of relative reality, what would that be? How would you describe what love is? So, okay, so there's there's human love and there's unconditional love and they're very, very different. A, a, a lot of people who who think they know what love is are just experiencing uh, a form of human love, which is which and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but it's a lot of it is uh, I love you if you love me. You know, there's a condition that's been put on it. And real love is just loving for the sake of, of, of love. It's, it's you give it without wanting anything back. You, you are it, you live it, you, you, uh, it, it just pours out of you. Um, and, and that's the difference. 
you know, human love, there very much is conditions on human love. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? So I would, okay, so to experience love, to, yeah. to, to have that, that, that deep, real love, not, not just conditioned. Um, I mean, I'm biased because of, of what I do in, with, with the transmissions and that direct experience. And, and what I would say for people is to experience these transmissions, to, to, um, to, to connect somehow with me. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, directly. You could even try some of the, the meditations and, and to really connect with that part of themselves that is already complete. Um, Yeah. So I want to thank you again for this beautiful conversation about yes, the only thing really that matters beautiful. to me <laughs> in this yeah. human body, really. <laughs> so thank you so much again. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, services, your new projects? Okay, so my website uh, is truespiritualawakening.eu and from my website you can connect with me through the Zoom uh, meditations, I do one-to-one sessions. Uh, my book is available on all of the Amazon uh, platforms. Uh, that's uh, true, uh, that's, The book is called Waking Up From The Dream. Uh, and also my YouTube channel is very useful because I do live meditations every Monday that you can connect. There's a whole the video archive as well. And one of the things with the, the transmissions is the transmission stays in the video. So even some of the older videos, you can sit and meditate with them and still pick up on the energy. Um, but yeah, but I urge people to, to, to come come to the Zoom meditations and if possible, uh, come to one of my intensives I do around Europe if, if, uh, because they're on a different level. They're, 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 uh, yeah, it's a real beautiful community. We come together for a number of days and in uh, beautiful locations and, um, yeah, it's, it's very much all transmission based. There's not a, there's not a whole lot of teaching. I don't sit there and right. preach and tell people how to, uh, how to be in the world. Just, I let the energy do the teaching. Yes, that sounds really wonderful. Meeting in person and, and having the energy just um, do what it does. I love the way you say that too, letting the transmission do the teachings. So the videos, they also carry that because it's timeless anyway. So of course, it's everywhere, Thanks. right? At, at yes. all times. Yeah, it makes even, sense. Even the book, the, the, the book is a spiritual transmission. If it, yes, there's a story, there's a, there's a, um, There's a, a levels of awakening. It's my my, my uh, it's my model of awakening. But the main part, the main teaching in that book is the transmission. And if you're if you're receptive while you're turning the pages, you will feel like there is an energy pulling you into meditation or a warm fuzzy. It's there. It's embedded in the in the in the in the words as you read. Yes, I'll have the link of your book on your podcast profile as well as your website you, and your sir. YouTube channel. They all will be all there, written and clickable. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Garrett, and we'll talk soon. Valerie, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Gareth Diagnum and his work, please visit 
truespiritualawakening.eu. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.